Welcome to Tent Talk, the podcast with Nancy McCrady, where we talk about life under the big tent of God's presence and the provoking process of discipleship. Here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Tent Talk. This is Nancy McCrady. I'm ringing the bell for real-time engagement with the Father over the next 30 days. In this month of September, What are you doing to step forward into the assignment that God is preparing you for? Do not let bitternesses of the past keep you tied to those things in a box where you feel like you have no options. My friends, God has put His life within you, and He has put the power to make proper decisions in your control. So let's step forward. I'm ringing the bell for real-time engagement with the Father in the month of September. Love you all. Take a listen, share with others, subscribe to Tent Talk, and let's get the message out, because now is the time, my friends. All right, as we continue with real-time engagement with the Father, I'm ringing the bell again today, and I'm so glad to have heard from so many of you of how this series and these words and this truth are uh, going deeper and deeper and are causing you to take steps towards the Father. So I want today uh, to simply read a portion of chapter 4 from my book, Sweet Justice, My Raging Soul Satisfied. When I was a child, I talked like a child, I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child. Now that I have become a man, I am done with childish ways and have put them aside. 1 Corinthians 13.11, out of the Amplified Classic. I felt like an emotional burn victim. I was facing the full pain of my life with no meds. Being sober and sanctified simultaneously was quite a ride. Since most well-meaning Christians celebrated that I was being washed in the Word, I was extremely grateful for the select few God put immediately around me who were ever so tender and empathetic when applying what felt like a loofah sponge on the raw and exposed nerves in my heart. When I was a child, I had a favorite toy I enjoyed playing with whenever I had the opportunity. It was called Jack in the Box. It was a miniature version of a clown in a tin box of varying sizes. When I turned the crank on the side of the box, it played a classic tune, Pop Goes the Weasel. The faster I turned the crank, the faster Jack came out of the box. I would have to manually push him back into the tin box and begin turning the crank to make Jack come out again. Much like in the game of Peekaboo, there were many smiles, laughter, and squeals of surprise since I never knew when he would pop out. Well, during this season of my life when Christ was first shifting my heart, my proverbial emotional Jack was coming out of the box at rapid-fire pace, and all my attempts to shove him back in weren't working. The more I tried to stuff my emotions back in with old explanations, excuses, denials, and rationalizations, the more I and everyone around me realized nothing had truly been dealt with. It was just left festering for another day. I lived in fear of Jack jumping out at the most inopportune times. I was increasingly exhausted but not yet realizing God was allowing my lifelong practice of hiding from the truth to wear me completely out. 
You can imagine the surprise I experienced when I realized it was God turning the crank and increasing the speed to bring the inevitable into the immediate. The clock of my deliverance and healing was ticking, and it was time to face Jack. It was time to face my anger, my rage. I had to be willing to look at the truth, and it felt as if I was being pummeled and subjected to the pain again and again. God was speaking so real, so intensely, so often that I could barely absorb it. He was showing me what was offending me while freeing me. Like a train wreck, I couldn't turn away. His attention to detail and the painstaking way he walked me through the garbage of my life continued to reassure me I wouldn't have to do this alone. It had almost killed me when I was young. It would destroy me to look at it by myself now. That was being proven every day as the rage, anger, and pain were trying to overtake me. I could not go out on a walk with these demons by myself. God told me he would walk with me and we would look at it together. It had been painful then. It would be painful now. My life's goal could no longer be a life without pain, a life of escape. Even though the demon hounds of my life trailed close behind, waiting for opportunities to torture again, I had to make the decision to go with God. God was faithful not only in revealing truth, but in giving me time to have some of my first honest responses to what had happened. Having God direct my pain as he led me into truth was like swallowing whole heads of cabbage. I was choking in the process. He began to show me, from his point of view, reality that was painful and provoking. Remember, honesty wasn't highly developed in my early life. Secrecy was the order of the day. Veiled threats and subtle intimidations were the high points of conversations. My level of self-awareness was almost non-existent, and I bordered on the brink of mental illness. My complicity with darkness for all these years was being confronted. Truth was getting ready to make a grand entrance in my life, and I wasn't sure I could handle it. It required fresh courage for me to take God's hand and walk into what felt like a dark jungle filled with howling jackals and slobbering hyenas. Is it any wonder I would have preferred entering the familiar jungle of another drink or sexual encounter with a stranger or nominal acquaintance? The familiar coping mechanisms of self dulled the ripping pain. Yet God's way required allowing the floodgates to open and experiencing it all over again. It required eyes brimming with tears, feelings scourging me with fear and darkness surrounding me with nauseating traumatic vertigo. I was experiencing a controlled collapse, an implosion of all my coping and defense mechanisms. The house built by pain was coming down. As the walls crumbled, I became powerfully aware that not one inch of the pain, horror, defilement, or rage had ever left me. It was tucked away like a crocodile under a log ready to strike at any moment. No matter the education, the social skills, the efforts to rise above it all, here it all was. 
the excruciating pain of the memories colliding with the realization of all my self-driven failed efforts brought me to a place of raw vulnerability once again. But this time, I was not alone. As the crank kept turning, I could hear him say, Trust me this time. Stay with me in the pain. I will destroy the one who tortured you, and I will do it by your own hand. Let me take vengeance on your enemy. Don't reach for your own revenge. Cry out to me. I want to stop here. That's about midway through chapter 4. And I simply want to encourage you to make sure that you don't take this walk by yourself. This walk into truth at new levels, at new depths. Remember, do not let the enemy invalidate any history that you already have with God. This is about going to new depths. My friends, we're being prepared at a whole new level to live life with God and to fulfill our assignment. We're in real-time engagement with God. Maybe like me, truth has always been at a limited function in your life. And maybe truth is coming to you in ways you did not know. Maybe you didn't realize that there is anger and rage that's bubbling and brewing underneath the surface. And this is what God is bringing to your attention. It's important how we proceed in this real-time engagement with Him. It's important that we have those that are trusted, that have walked their own uh, walk with Him, that can be a sounding board, can be a processing person with us, that can disciple us. Listen to me carefully. Not just help us gain healing some way, somehow, but as it said there in the book in chapter 4, that it was God who was leading this process in my life. This wasn't just me finding a counselor and me setting out to heal my life and get control. And No, this was something completely different. Now remember, this is like, you know, 30 some odd years ago in my life when this was happening. But there has been many seasons since then, and I'm in that season again, because this is our way of life, is drawing closer and closer to Him so that He can lead the processes of our life. It's He who is maturing us into who He made us to be in Christ. This is not just self-realization, self-actualization, uh, self-awareness that takes me stronger and deeper into self. No, this is the deliverance from self and all my own efforts and your efforts to handle life on our own, just with maybe a little spiritual help here and there, which may not actually involve God at all. It might just be our version of spiritual things. The real discipleship is that we're going the way, which is Jesus himself, for their purposes, that we are releasing our, our right to ourself to God. And I know that at every new level that this is required in a fresh way, and I want to encourage you in that. You see, we've got to tell the truth that in going with God, this is where He directs for His purposes what He's doing. Now, there's no safer place to be, no better place to be. But again, as always, I'm not going to dress up God to make Him look better. My friends, when He reveals Himself to you, He is the best looking, the best, the most perfect of all. He is the one you're longing for. 
He is who you were made for. And trust me, nobody knows the rage and anger like Jesus. No one is more intimately acquainted with your sorrow, your pain. There's nobody that knows the human condition, what we can do to others and what they have done to us like Jesus. For he is born at all within himself. And when you go with him, even in not understanding and not knowing, which of course you don't, because you're not the all-knowing, all-present, all-powerful God. He is. Of course there are things, places, questions, answers that you don't know. You don't know what you don't know until you know. Until he reveals and you're like, how long has that been there? How did I not know this? Right? Well, because we did not go with him. Sometimes people will ask me questions, Nancy, how, why did it take so long? Well, the better question is, is like, wow, how, how did I not realize how strong flesh is to resist God? Hmm? It's weak to obey him, but absolutely strong to resist him. And only the cross working and being released inside of you by Holy Spirit towards that which has kept you from God handling your own pain, ignoring your pain, denying that you have rage, being uncomfortable with it, or letting it explode all over people, or taking one of its other versions, which is uh, depression, uh, which is self-abuse, which is the repeat of unbelievable patterns, uh, relational patterns in our life. It takes many forms and shapes. And there comes a point when you realize, wait just a minute, I don't think this is what I thought it was. I don't think this is just an emotion, right? See, sometimes we think, I'm just having some trouble with my emotions. It's like, no, God is turning the crank on your jack-in-the-box, on things that you've stuffed and suppressed, things you've tried to handle or tried to get others to handle, or you've taken lesser healings, lesser ways. You've gone to other fountains. And see, these these things need to be addressed. Again, you don't need to be condemned about it. You just need to be alerted to it. You need to be awakened to what is actually going on. So I encourage you to continue reading in my book, From Trauma to Trust, The Making of a Messenger, because from trauma is from, if you will, from our independence to trust, which is our total dependence upon him by the life of Jesus Christ within us. You see, there is a process, there is a way. And when God is bringing you into truth at new levels in new seasons, sometimes we're, we're shocked. We're like, wow, I, I thought all that had been dealt with. But again, we reveal our limited knowledge is we didn't realize how deep it ran and that it was a Um, multiple season issue, meaning it's going to take the ongoing work of the cross towards all that is old and of hell and flesh and sin. But all that is new must come by the way of the cross towards that which is going to enable you to continue to live as who you were meant to be to him. Now I want to close with uh, sharing just a couple of the chapter four reflection questions at the end. And then maybe in our next episode, I will draw out some other things from chapter four. We will see. I don't want to commit myself because I am doing this series in a real-time engagement with God 
so that I can hear from him. This is a part of my learning curve in this season is how to have structure yet be very organic in that structure and in that process of releasing truth and and information that can really help people stay engaged with him. But here is the first question in the chapter 4 reflection section. How has anger shown up in your life? I really hope you'll take a look at this. How is anger showing up in your life? The next question would be, do you have any sense of truth making an entrance into your life at deeper levels? So let me say those two questions again. How has anger shown up in your life? And do you have any sense of truth making an entrance into your life at deeper levels? Take some time with him, my friends. Remember, don't take this walk alone. If there's a way that I can be of help and I can do it, then I will be available to you. You can email me at nancy at nancymccready.com and I will watch for your emails. Love you all. Until next time. For more information on Nancy, please visit nancymccready.com or follow her on social media at nbmccready.com.